you guys doing today? It's Jake from the Fourth Liners Podcast. I'm here with Bryce and Riley McCutcheon. Did I say that right? You got it. I got it. All right. Um, yeah, Riley, uh, you know, he's a D1 player at the University of Vermont. Um, he's good friends with our buddy Jamie Engelbert as well. He has some uh, interesting stories uh, to, to tell about uh, today. So thank you for coming on, Riley. We really appreciate that, uh, taking time of your schedule. I know you're uh, busy trying to become a firefighter. So um, thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so we can just start off like, kind of like how you got how your hockey career kind of formed really and you know I guess you can start from minor hockey going up to your final days in Vermont and kind of just say um, some experiences that you kind of uh, experienced during that journey as well because I know there's a lot of a lot of unpack there right because it's a quite a few years but uh, Yeah. yeah just go ahead and kind of just say your journey um well my family never really played hockey my dad was a bit of the soccer and volleyball and things like that which i played that as well but uh one of my close friends from when i was little cam hillis he uh oh yeah his dad asked my dad about uh house league hockey and if i would be interested in doing it so that's kind of where it all started um i was a little brat when i was a kid my dad would tell me I'd cry on the ice. When I, was learning <laughs> but as as I would too. Dad, I would too. Yeah, my dad wouldn't take it. He'd just get up and go off. And then as soon as I'd see him like leave me, I'd be like, where the hell are you going? So then I'd stand up and skate over to him. And I don't know. It's just kind of how it started. Then we played in Clarington. Mm-hmm. I got to play there my whole life, which was nice. Not having to move, I found. And you kind of get to play around the same team the whole time. We had like, maybe two or three guys interchange out of the lineup. Um, yeah. I always mix this up. Jamie knows this better than I do when he came to the team. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it was like Pee Wee or whatever the hell it was, but I think we were like 11 or 12. I don't know. I could be way off. Oh yeah. You play for the Toros, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then when we were 15, I think there's something that changed to the Clarington triple A zone, which was like the, Oh really? I've ever heard. Yeah. It was awful. I don't know why they did that. But anyway, so then after that, I ended up deciding, I think in like our last year before the OHL draft, we went on a trip uh, to Michigan to play a couple of American teams. And we watched uh, the Michigan Wolverines play as well. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So then that's kind of what piqued my interest to go to college hockey versus OHL. Not that I didn't really think the OHL was cool or anything like that. I don't know. It just seemed like the atmosphere was a lot bigger for uh, university hockey. So that intrigued me a lot. So I ended up going to Ridley College for school for a year. Um, that's in St. Catharines, a private school. Okay. And they play uh, like St. Andrews College, UCC. They'll play all those stuff, do tournaments like in Lake Placid, and all fun stuff oh, like see. that. So I played there for the year. That was a lot of fun, but I was way more hockey focused than school. I still yeah. passed, but I probably should have been focused. Yeah. <laughs> cool while I was there. Hockey's more important. Hockey's more yeah. Important. Well, at that time, I could yeah. about what I was learning. But um, so then that summer, I ended up committing to Vermont. And I remember the day after I got a call from the coach of Ottawa 67, which is the team I was drafted to. Oh, yeah. 
saying that they were excited for me to come to camp and you know we think you oh. have a chance of making the team here <laughs> and i, I hate I to bring like, it to you <laughs> and i'm not the guy that's gonna want to seem like a dick in front of people like i really don't enjoy that so i felt super awkward and just said like i i thought i told like the guy that we would talk to basically that would talk to all the drafted players mm-hmm. um i told him like i just committed so there was nothing I could do now. And yeah. I think he got in shit for that, that he didn't tell the coach about it or something, but that's so tough. That was just, yeah, it was a really awkward call for me, but yeah. So going, going back a little bit, like, you know, you said your dad, like wasn't a hockey player himself like that. And I feel like a lot of kids who like get into competitive hockey are like guided by like parents who like have experienced it. Like when did it kind of click for you that maybe you could play in like upper leagues, like the OJHL and then eventually the NCAA? Um, I don't know. This is going to sound really bad, but like house league hockey isn't very good. So me and Cam were, and we had like four guys that were really good. Mm-hmm. We went to like select seven. And then I was in that group again with like our top little points getters or scorers or whatever. And then it kind of just, kept following along and I don't think there was ever a point where I thought like you know now I believe I can do it I think I always believed I could do it it was just whether I saw it in my game or not well Cam's in uh, the Montreal Canadian system right yeah yeah I thought so yeah he's a pretty good player as well Um, um, when like can you explain how like the OHL draft happened for you like what position did you go and everything like that I remember uh, we were me and there was like six guys that were more serious about actually playing hockey because I'm sure you've heard from Jamie and you've heard stories of our team right before the draft year. But um, I remember we were actually at the gym we worked at. We were all working out because I I think we set it up on purpose so that nobody would have been just sitting at home like waiting and being all anxious or whatever. Mm And I'm pretty sure my buddy Liam Robertson went first. I couldn't tell you. Again, I'm not a stats guy. This <laughs> yeah. Um, I know there was a, a defenseman from our team that went. Mason Snell went. Um, and then I went like 10th. Like I was pretty late. 10th. 10th round. I don't remember what pick. But yeah, it was in the 10th round. Didn't really I don't really care too much about it, but yeah, no, yeah. Seeing buddies drafted a little higher, maybe it did put a little piss and vinegar in me. But hey, as long as you get drafted, like yeah, getting drafted is a big deal. I was an AE captain for a few years, and so uh, that that's pretty awesome to me, honestly. (laughs) Um, But uh, I know that's it. Sounds like a few guys from your team actually did get drafted to the OHL, and but you said that um, you know the OHL wasn't as tre- intriguing to you. And Bryce and I always say like, honestly, we would choose the, the university route as well. Like, cause I feel like it's a better opportunity. You're getting an education at the same time. You're literally the experience of college hockey in the States is unreal. Yeah. And you're, um, you're, you're getting like so much more. I feel like, like now that the NCAA is like really caught up to the OHL and like the CHL in general, I feel like the NCAA is really the best route because you're getting an education, like Jake said, and, and you get to go, you know, experience these crazy schools. And like, I don't want to go play in Sudbury for four years. Like, I don't want to do that. No. Yeah, I don't want to do that. You know, I'd much rather go to 
Providence. You know, I'd much rather go to, you know, the University of Massachusetts, like forget all that. So, so what, what made you pick Vermont? Did they reach out to you? Did anybody else reach out to you? I actually talked to uh, UMass Amherst uh, first. Um, I think it was like a year before I even started talking to Vermont, but it was all through like the same coach. The thing that's common in university is with scouts or assistant coaches being traded throughout different leagues or different teams in the NCAA and D1. Okay. So we had this one guy that used to be a scout for UMass. I talked to him. They only offered two for four, which at the time, like, it wasn't like I have two sisters as well. And one was in university at that point. And the other one would have been just starting to go to university. And they had already sacrificed probably so much for my hockey that there was no chance like that was going to happen. And I wouldn't let that happen either. So I just knew I had to work harder basically to find something else. So then after that, uh, one of the assistant coaches knew uh, one of the scouts, I guess from Vermont. And then he ended up coming to watch and see me and, that's kind of how it all worked out. And then when I committed, uh, we played in the OJ, that Buffalo showcase that we usually do. Okay. And uh, the UMass coach was there and now he was bumped up to a higher position or whatever. And I was told by the scout after that, he was pretty pissed that they only offered me two for four at the end of it. So <laughs> that was kind of cool. Yeah, so what was Vermont like? Like, so when, when you got there, I mean, what was the, what was the transition like for you? Um, I think it was nice that, which is another advantage, I think, for going the school road is you like I stayed home for a year after high school. While everybody's already at university. I stayed playing, hanging out basically with Jamie and hockey guys. Literally, yeah, I'm pretty sure Jamie did the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then uh, so it gave us more time that we were literally just working out, playing hockey, getting better, bigger, whatever, doing some other things on the side that I won't mention. but. Oh no! uh, Then when I got there, it wasn't too bad. Like guys, you're roomed with a rookie. Like it's not as if I think if you stress yourself, like if there's any stress, you're stressing yourself out because everybody's in the exact same position, kind of as you are. As oh yeah, and the older guys are always there, and they're nice. Like they'll talk to you or whatever. And if you go in with a good attitude, and you aren't like kind of a bitch about people nipping at you and teasing you or anything and just take it with a grain of salt like it, it's a great time i think and vermont's very nice i think it was closest to uh canada weather in the winter which i love yeah because i like the cold people didn't really like that but, um, they're used to it right so yeah exactly they do a yeah. lot of skiing and snowboarding i don't do that no yeah hockey i got busy and then yeah if i went i'd probably hurt myself so that wouldn't be good <laughs> yeah that's my, I haven't, I haven't been snowboarding or anything cause I don't want to, you know, hurt myself, but, uh, it's not like I'm in uh division one hockey anyways, but, uh, that's, that's cool to hear, honestly. Um, so do you like have any stories about you and Jamie that you want to share? Cause I know that you expressed that when we were talking and you had, you say you have some funny stories about you guys. I know you guys known each other since you were like basically kids. Right. And right. it's kind of cool how you guys have kind of the similar upbringing in your hockey careers as well. But um, do you have any funny stories about you two 
um, maybe just your hockey career or just as buddies or some nights out or something like that, that, that are PG at least. <laughs> yeah. You know, we don't want to, we don't want to sink Jamie's, yeah. uh, you know, opportunities. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jamie, Jamie's pretty, uh, you know, he's pretty, he's, I call him a celebrity here at Whitby. So. Yeah. <laughs> we probably leave his tier alone. I'm not going to knock him down and pedal or anything, but, um, <laughs> I remember when he like first came to the team, I wasn't really friends with him at this point, but, he his little sister Carrie Ann. I don't know oh, if yeah. he, he probably knows this story. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were at tryouts, like just watching something, and I think he was playing in the game, and I wasn't, so I would have been watching. Mm-hmm. And his, I don't know what happened, but suddenly, me and his sister, his sister would always get like really riled up, and the whole family <laughs> was like, you know, those kids when they would like wrestle or play games and they get hurt, but it just kind of seemed to make them more and more excited. The more they, yeah, get, yeah, yeah. More. Yeah. That, like the that pain yeah. family, basically that was what they were like. So I don't know what I did, but she got super riled up and she ended up swinging some like penny purse and hitting me like right across <laughs> the face, like, cutting my nose right here. And my dad looks over and all he sees is me like shoving her like hard into the boards and like her falling or whatever and then yeah. running away. And my dad like grabbed my arm or something. He's like, what the, f-? like getting mad at me basically yeah. for what I just shoved this little girl. And then yeah. I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it probably didn't look too Yeah, great. I know. <laughs> then my dad, buddy goes, no, 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 no. She smoked him in the face. Look at his face. And then she yeah. saw like my nose is bleeding or whatever. Jeez. Yeah, that was one. That was a good time. That's something you won't forget. <laughs> yeah, no. There's a lot of good stories of uh, me and Jamie from Coburg, for sure. Oh, yeah. Fun. But so are you from Coburg originally? I'm from Curtis. Curtis. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I didn't. I never really hung out with Jamie too much. He When he was in Bowmanville, I did. I'd see him all Yeah, time. okay. And then when he went to Whippy, I didn't see him. And then when Coburg happened, I would hang out with him all the time. Yeah. And we would always go on like these carpool rides and just have the most absurd like uh, conversations about things. And he was, <laughs> he loved going on, uh, what's that thing called? Urban Dictionary or whatever. Like, oh, really? Like, yeah. He would love looking up words and like just finding the most ridiculous like thing. That is the weirdest thing. That sounds like Jamie. Yeah, that sounds there were like some Jamie. classic ones that he would find and they would just always make us laugh on the way home. And then at one point when we would always go out for uh, Oak Canada when we were on the same line, it was like this competition we had between each other to see who could make the other person laugh. And the whole time we would just sit there and go, (laughs) (laughs) just make fart noises basically back and forth Uh, to each other as we're sitting there (laughs) trying to be super serious and whatever. And everybody's probably super focused for the playoff game. Meanwhile, we're making fart noises. (laughs) I can see JB doing that. Um, I've always wondered what's going through players' heads during the game. Yeah, that's I, that's something I've never never heard. I've before. never. Oh Jesus! You that's could find anything. Like I, I feel like when it was a super serious game, I'd probably. Yeah, I know definitely. On thinking of the game, um, I would still do that because I did like to stay a little lighthearted before the game. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'm not freaking myself out, but yeah. Yeah, Jamie too. I remember Jamie would always have like a banana or an apple to eat in the middle of <laughs> every game. He would have one every game. And he would just 
He was such an aggressive eater. I just remember <laughs> going ham with a banana. <laughs> he was like across from me too. I'm in a corner. And he's like just over there. And I could just stare at him basically. And he probably wouldn't notice because he's listening to the coach and I'm not. But um, <laughs> eating his apple. Yeah, these are good stories. <laughs> that's that's pretty aggressive eater. Just attacking fruit. I just had a picture in my head. I mean, just aggressively oh, eating man. a banana. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> picture it. Yeah. And then when COVID hit in the summertime, we were hanging out a lot because mm-hmm. uh, I started working out a ton. I had some gym equipment. Oh, yeah. We were shut down. So he would come over and work out. I remember Nancy was, that's his mom, always scared of yeah. uh, COVID and stuff. Yeah. Which understandable. Um, so we would have a lot of good times um, climbing. And you ever seen the indoor uh, roller rink kind of in Bowmanville? Yeah. Uh, Sorry, no, the indoor soccer field in Bowmanville. Never seen it, but I yeah. kind of I can uh, picture it. Yeah, there's like a lacrosse ball on the outside. Okay. And it's perfect for like rollerblades and stuff. And did you ever hear about Mars blades? Yeah, yeah. When those came out, that was like the huge thing to go out. Yeah. Our new Mars blades or whatever. Yeah. We would go out all the time and just do stupid crap, play pig. And we would always, I don't know if he did it or I think it might have been actually Liam, but he would keep launching the pucks like out and over like the actual fence. Yeah. And the problem was, is those pucks, like you can't use regular pucks, you could use like plastic pucks or whatever. Me and Jamie are standing on the other side, and we told Liam to go get it. Like, we're not the ones gonna go get it. And Liam's <laughs> lazy as hell, so he won't take off his skates. Oh, so, we watched him start to climb up this thing and with his skates on, yeah, with, and rollerblades too. Like, not even a blade to stick oh. into the fence. I don't know how he did it, it was honestly a little impressive, but yeah. <laughs> I just remember him getting to the other side and totally wiping out as soon as he hit the ground. Me and Jamie just dying laughing at him doing that. But that was basically our COVID summer. He was laughing at Liam. Doing <laughs> That's what it consists of. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And, uh, when you had to pack for all oh, this is a good story. <laughs> we were all hanging out, me, Liam, and Jamie before leaving. Um, Jamie still had to pack. I think Jamie left first out of all of us for some reason that year. But he had to pack. And we were all hanging out and we got like Don's and we were heading back just to go to James' basement and play like video games or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we all walk in the door, we're talking, and then Nancy comes charging out from the kitchen and goes, Jamie, have you packed yet? <laughs> Jamie's like, no, mom, like it's in the laundry basket. It's just on my bed. Like I literally just have to put it in there. And she loses it. And she- <laughs> Jamie, get up to your room and pack now and like screaming. And me and Liam are kind of like just both. <laughs> I said to Jamie or to Liam, I'm like, oh, let's just head downstairs here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, Jamie Engelbert, Boston Bruins Development Camp, invitee, everyone. <laughs> That's yeah, hilarious. Hopefully, um, aren't listening. He doesn't pack very well. Yeah, it's good to know you. <laughs> oh, they got, they got. And he's notorious for being late. Like in the summer when we're golfing, it's, hey, dude, like I'm at your place. Oh, I'm just getting out of the shower. Give me a couple minutes. Oh, uh, I'm, like, guilty. That's I'm, guilty that. I'm guilty of that. That's the worst type of person. I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of that. I just tell him I'll be here if you're not here. Yeah. 
Um, we can stop talking about Jamie. Uh, you know, yeah, we, have you, we, can have, we have you on here. Um, so was your goal ever to like, you know, I guess everyone's goal is to make the NHL, but did you ever see a point where it was going to get to that point? Or did you, did you notice a point where it's like, okay, maybe I need to venture off to something else. Like you're, you're in firefighting now. Um, but did you, was that your goal? And like, what team, like if you're in, in the NHL, what team would you like to go to, or, you know, kind of venture off in that? Right. Yeah. Um, I honestly, like, it, I always thought it would have been cool and I would have loved to play in the NHL. Um, I think when I got to Vermont with the year that I was there, I got to play a decent amount for a rookie year. Like I'm okay with the amount of games. 12 played. games played, right? Yeah, 12. So I'm Pretty like, decent, yeah. maybe like 10 seconds in all those 12 games. But <laughs> still, uh, hey, you still played. You I still, still played. scored a goal and got two assists. So I count that as a, a victory in my book. Did you keep the puck? Yeah, I do have it. I don't know. If uh, I think it might be at my house in Curtis. but That's sweet. Um, yeah, against Yale, too. I remember it being against Yale. And some uh, photographer was actually in the stands, and the next day he sent me, like, a little video clip. He had, like, a, a thing of me, like, doing some stupid stick handling in the circle during warm-ups. And then, like, I don't know. It was cool. It's a nice edit of my first goal ever in the NCAA. That's really That's- cool. That's, That's awesome. really, really cool. That's good for uh, the memory's sake. Eh? Do, you, do you remember scoring the first goal? Like, how did it go down? Um, I remember playing a good game. I was excited for the game because I was playing with, one, my roommate, who I had good chemistry with throughout the year. Um, and we usually didn't get to play together because it was often, like, one rookie goes in and then, like, you would just switch. Like, it would never be a bunch go in. But it happened, older guys got hurt or weren't playing well or whatever it was. We ended up both going in and we got to play with the captain of our team at center. So we we were super fired up. I'm sure he was just pissed. Yeah. Like, oh, no. two rooks. <laughs> I if I was a captain. What and was, was his name? Year, uh, Derek Lodermeyer. He plays for, uh, I want to say in the A, but out in uh, Florida. Can't think of it. Cool. Jackson, oh. Jackson. How do you spell it? Is it Thunderbirds? It might be, yeah. Uh, I don't even know. Lodermeyer is uh, L-O-A-D-I. No. I could look it up. <laughs> I, I got this. Oh, here it is. Derek Lodermeyer. Here we go. Honestly, ECHL. 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 Yeah. Good, good points. So we were playing with him, and we were having a good game. I, college hockey is very different. It's not... This is why I don't really like OHL, in my opinion. It's very stick handle and show off kind of thing, which you do see in college hockey, but it's at such a fast pace. And like you almost miss it because of how quickly mm-hmm. they do it. So we're running around just chasing and banging. And uh, I went behind the net and I would always throw the puck just in front of the net all the time because if somebody's there, and I had scored behind the net so many times in my career, like maybe 10 times. Like it was ridiculous. Behind the but- net? Yeah, behind that, off skates, off somebody's stick. Oh, yeah, okay. In pads, like stuff like that. Smart play. Yeah. Yeah, it would just work. So I was always in that habit, and I did that, but it hit nobody, and it just cleared (laughs) all the way to the blue line. Luckily, one of my defensemen was there. So I just went out, and I did like a big circle around, and I think, I don't know why I didn't go to the net. I probably should have just gone to the net, but my captain ended up 
going down and kind of switching with me where I went up and he went around the net. And then the defenseman shot it. It bounced off the wall and coming. Basically, he backed it out perfectly to me and I just had to one touch it in the net. But yeah. And then what I remember what that feel like. Oh, just, <laughs> you know, the feelings that you get like that massive warm wave down. Your yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. the adrenaline's just like rush through your body. Oh, I could deadlift like yeah. a million times. <laughs> yeah. Was was it at home? Uh yeah, it was at oh. home during Christmas time break. So everybody was there. Like oh, oh my loud arena. That was awesome. the crowd oh, there. It was was it a pretty good crowd? And then uh Ram, of course, you gotta go to the glass on the first one. And it's yeah. right in the home side uh end too. So like all of our fans are right there. So that was cool getting to do all that. And of course, having my own roommate like on the ice with me while it happened. Yeah, cool too. dude, that must have been an okay. awesome night. At, at night, you're just talking about it to each other. Yeah, exactly. Well, then they ended up scoring again that late, like the next shift or something. Like our captain Ooh. scored. I got an assist on that. A good then, game for you, eh? It was a good game. Yeah. I remember specifically that it went to overtime, and the reason why it went to overtime was also because of me. That I got a. And it was a bullshit call. Like I got called for hooking or something where I was racing with a guy for a puck and I kind of out muscled him and went like that. Yeah. 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 Look at his holding. Oh, so man. my coach was livid after it. He told me after the game that he wasn't mad at the penalty. So it wasn't I was about to say, why didn't, why didn't they keep you guys together? You know, like it, was, it sounds like a good line. Eh? It sounds like a good line. For a while, actually. We were together for four or five games. I think after that. And then I would play with a guy, Bryce Misley. He was drafted to Minnesota. Um, again, we went to Maine. Maine was fun to play at. It's a small, like tight ring, but the fans okay. are so crazy. And it's as if they're like in your ear the whole game because that's oh, yeah. close. I had an assist in that game too. That was like the classic assist that I would get where I just throw it out between my legs, like behind the net. And oh yeah. Play on the stick and he shoots it in or whatever, and then I got scratched the next game. <laughs> Didn't play after that. That's so, so tough. That's it sounds like I guess that's like, college wow. hockey though, right? It like is. that's literally how it goes. And after that, like my coach again <laughs> says to me in front of my whole team for like a pregame meeting or something. He's like, "Yeah, coach, like you're just getting the shit under the stick. I'm sorry. That's it." Yeah. Well, you're you're the rook, right? So like it's easier to do it yeah. to the rookie well, than the guy that's the guy on the team. Yeah. So. So why didn't you play a second year? Uh, one, because of COVID. Uh, oh. With money and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being pretty pissed about it because uh, they I had a call from this new coach before. We got a new coach, Todd Woodcroft. And he called me before saying how excited he is for me to come and my roommate. And he's got all these big plans. And then the next thing you know, I got called in like June or something, basically saying that, yeah, you know, we think you should probably go in the portal. You're not going to play. And that was what, like a total 50 switch. Yeah. So at that point, I was, I remember being furious about it, but then in like really in a scramble because like it wasn't just hockey. And the whole reason why I went there was, yeah, hockey, but I had school there. I had like the whole thing leading up basically for my future there. What were you studying there? I had uh, teacher's education for uh, oh, wow. specifically with physical education. So cool. I was taking like kin courses, um, teacher's education courses, diversity courses. I would have a bunch of stuff, but 
And I had friends there and stuff too that I also didn't want to leave. I had a girlfriend at the time there too, which hearing all this is just like crushing. And especially yeah. COVID going on, having an American girlfriend maybe wasn't the best idea. Yeah, I guess you can't really go there and visit. Eh? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it became like a big, big stressor for me. And honestly, it got to the point where it's just crushing my, uh, my mentality with everything. Yeah. So then definitely. it ended up coming up that I go to the play in the USHL, which I, I went down there to Michigan for uh, Muskegon, their team, which was fun. Met a bunch of uh, great guys. I had fun playing there. Um, but I can't, I honestly kind of knew, like I wasn't playing like mm-hmm. I usually could. Things were getting to me and pissing me off more. When usually I was the guy pissing people off and yeah. annoying people. And then the final day of like our camp or something, he said, um, I think we're going to trade you to a different team if that's what you want. And I remember just saying like, no, like, I'm yeah. good now. You're done. You're done. Yeah, I couldn't <clears throat> do it anymore. Like it was just breaking me. From the inside, yeah. honestly, like really badly. I don't think people talk about, and it's coming out more now, which I'm happy about. Um, how much like mental damage hockey could do to somebody oh, yeah. constantly that maybe you're not good enough, or you're not as good as this guy, or you need to be better at this. Hearing that all the time really affects something, and especially me hearing it. I've always yeah. been somebody that don't, doesn't want to let people down. So yeah. when I hear something like that, it just it would break me down and I'd be blaming myself for things. So all in all, it just came down to, I had to get out for my own self. Yeah. Just to get better for myself. And then that's kind of where I first actually wanted to go to paramedics, not even firefighting. Oh yeah. So for the year I had to redo like a math and chem. I suck at chemistry. So bad at it. Same. Breaks my brain. <laughs> yeah. I know math and you can tell me 10 times. Or science. Great timing. Yeah. I won't get it. So I did those two courses, but the Fleming uh, paramedics is top, I think top three in Ontario for the programs to get into. I've heard good things about Fleming's programs. Like as much yeah, as like the town is not <laughs> something I want to hang out in. But it's Peterborough. It's Peterborough. You know what the worst part about here is the drivers. Like you yeah, come up here and check out the drivers, the amount of times I'm flying down the road and they they're like right here and they'll just cut right out and think, Yeah, I had time to cut out and you have to oh. totally slow down. It just drives me nuts. It's a different city there. It's a different yeah. breed, uh, definitely. Um, but yeah, like like you were saying, you have to be in it mentally. You got to want it mentally as much as you want it, like showing up there as well. Like mm-hmm. I can only imagine like, you know, getting all these letdowns. I mean, COVID really put so many people down as well. And, but like you said, like it is coming out more where like, if you're not happy with what you're doing, you, you just, there's no point in doing it at, at all. Right. Like, and like a lot, you see a lot of guys, like I, I can imagine there's a lot of guys in the NHL that maybe, you know, were fighters or something like that. And like, they felt like they had to keep doing it, but they weren't mentally there. Right. So like, it's, I, I see what you mean by that. And then like, I mean, there are guys in the NHL that don't even, that, that don't even like playing hockey. Like Kyle Wellwood never liked playing hockey. Yeah. I haven't heard that name in a while. I used to no, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he hated playing. Like he, yeah. he, he didn't give a shit and look at like Dustin Bufflin. I mean, I heard all yeah. these stories about Dustin Bufflin where like, 
you know, people would ask him like, Oh, who's a player you aspire to be like? And he's like, I don't really know anyone. Like he didn't even watch hockey. He just yeah. played mm-hmm. like, you know, so like the stressors that go into playing junior hockey into college into major junior and stuff like that. Like it's brutal. Like on kids, like, you know, you're dealing with yeah. like 16 to 20 year olds and like, you're constantly telling these kids, you know, they're not good enough. And like 99.9 rejection. Yeah, yeah. Constant rejection, you know, and it's, it's brutal. Like, like you're part of the 1% who made it to NCAA division one. Yeah. That's I mean, pretty impressive. And, and, you know, yeah. you still went through those negative emotions. Right. So like, yeah. yeah. And I remember having, uh, we were in, I think we were in Arizona. Yeah. We went to Arizona for like, thank well, American Thanksgiving. Yeah. But, uh, we went to play them for a weekend. We went for a week though, because obviously we had to fly like quite a ways just to get there. And, uh, I don't honestly remember exactly what happened, but I was not in a good mood. Like again, a decision was made where I wasn't going to be playing and I was Mm -hmm. pissed about it because I should have been playing or I was told a lot of times I was told I might be playing or I would be playing and then it would switch. Fun big signals. Yeah. yeah. So then in the practice, obviously that would show in my like pregame practice or something like that. And (laughs) we'd have this one goalie that would get pissed at me for showing that like I wasn't fully trying or whatever. And then he would get mad at me and yell at me. And so I just run down on the next rep and rip one right by him. Yeah. Shut up finally. But yeah, shut up. And basically I just didn't end up playing like the whole time we were in Arizona. And I remember thinking the whole time I was there that this is just, what's the point of this right now? What Mm -hmm. am I even doing right now? And then one of the players dads came up to me which I thought it was weird, but it was very nice that he did yeah. that. Came up to me, and I guess he somehow understood what was happening. Which yeah. Was also weird that he knew about it, <laughs> and he's talking to me basically about that, like the whole one percent thing that you know you you think all right now I'm good enough and now I'm in the one percent. Well, now you have to prove that you're good enough to be in the one percent and stay in the one percent. Mm-hmm. And as he's explaining this, I'm just getting overwhelmed by, okay, now you have to do this and then you have to approve this and prove this and prove this. And the year just was not going my way already. And mm-hmm. here that was just, I don't know, just kind of like a, a hint at it, but I just ignored it until the end of the year. Yeah. I guess that guy was a little bit of a sign, right? Like, uh, yeah, exactly. He's a great guy. That was the uh, his son, Max Kaufman. I think he plays. He played at uh, BU. BU. Okay, he got transferred to BU. He's a good, short player, fast, and he's strong. All yeah. the small players there, they look like mini rocks. Like, oh, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like buff, but like short. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I get there looking like a string bean. Like I still look <laughs> a string bean, and these guys are like. Just tanks. I don't know. It's intimidating for sure, but it's still fun. I wouldn't say I ever regretted doing that or going to hockey in Vermont or doing any of that stuff. Still love my time there. Love meeting my friends there. And the girlfriend I had there was great with the time I had there. Like, yeah, I really got no. Yeah. So I went back and visited. I might go back this year because uh, our neighbors that we were friends with when I was there, they graduate this year. So I might mm. go just uh, say hi to them where they graduate and actually fuck off in the world. Is Vermont big into hockey? Like strong yeah, hockey? Yeah, Vermont is big for hockey, uh, basketball. They have a good basketball team um, and skiing. Yeah. Skiing. I, oh, really? Yeah. 
like is the average person in Vermont though like a big hockey fan? Like I'm assuming they'd be Bruins fans. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're Bruins fans. I don't know if they said Canadians. I think a lot oh. of them go to Montreal. Not bad. I could be way off though. Maybe I'm getting yelled at from Vermont right now. <laughs> Who's Just your don't team? hear much. Yeah. I like Chicago. I've Chicago. Okay. I'm honestly just really questioning what they're doing right now. Oh man, it's uh, oh it's it's Bedard time. Yeah. Oh, it's, you're, it's, no, you're right. It's yeah. Bedard time. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but hopefully, uh, hopefully they're throwing the season so then we can get a uh, Connor Bedard. That'd be cool. So, Are you uh, for trading Patrick Kane? Yeah, if he wants, I don't. It doesn't really matter to me. Like he's old enough. He's, in my opinion, he's done more enough time in Chicago. For yeah, this. oh yeah. If yeah, he wants, get something for him to give it to him. That's how I would see it. But it's a business. Like that's a fan yeah. versus the actual businessman who thinks about the money, the effect, the morale on the team. Mm-hmm. I think Kane would be good to keep for uh, guidance, but. I think uh, that's not really Kane's forte. I think that's more of a Taves thing. Yeah, I agree with that. Taves has dropped off too a little bit. Yeah, well, he was a player with mental uh, illnesses too. That yeah. well, he got hurt. He got seriously hurt and had a yeah. surgery for that year or whatever. But he took a year off, I remember, as well, just because of uh, his mental health and stuff like that. So. Oh, yeah. It's a big factor, honestly. And you know, a, lot of a the- great guy, though. Oh yeah! Like, oh. like when we talked to Kevin Carringer for the for the for the humble Broncos, he said that Jonathan Taves was one of like the the most important guys to go up there and talk to them and everything. Mm-hmm. Like talked a lot about Jonathan Taves. So big team guy. Yeah, no, for real. I mean, I remember when people were saying that you know, I mean, they ranked him in the top 100, and then there was a time there where people thought that maybe he should be captain over Crosby. Like Jonathan Taves has done it all. Injuries have slowed him down, but. Yeah, no, he's done a lot for Chicago, honestly. And like, I think a lot of injuries cause a lot of those mental health problems as well, or bring them out yeah. at least. Right. So um, I'm sure you've dealt with injuries over your time too. And it's not the easiest thing to do. Um, but, you yeah. know, <clears throat> my, my idea, I'm probably not the best with injuries. And for me, it's like, uh, just suck it up. But that's kind yeah, of no, that's how I was too. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I had, maybe had a concussion, but you never. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I was lucky. I never had. I had like one flirt with a concussion where I thought maybe I had one. We played in that old like Orno Arena where it's just okay cement on the one back wall, and I got hit and smoked my head. <sighs> I was fine. I didn't end up getting a concussion, but my shoulders and collarbones were bad. Like I broke both my collarbones, cracked them. Uh, there were games where I would go into the boards and one time in Coburg, my shoulder like fully popped out and I just pushed it back in and then kept playing. I played in the <laughs> OHF, played in the OHFs in Timmins with two broken collarbones or one broken collarbone, I think it was, and had a hat trick the first game. That was kind of cool. So, so you played with a broken collarbone? Yeah, I played the whole tournament with it. I just couldn't hit basically. So I was kind of, and it kind of worked, I guess. I just, I had droopy shoulders and I would just stick him all the way down here. And it just <laughs> kind of worked. And I, what a warrior, eh? Holy that's shit. insane. Yeah. Just don't, it didn't hurt when I stick handled and the OHS was like a massive thing. So I wasn't going to risk not playing. Like as soon as we won the only oh, yeah. game, and I knew I would, because we played the finals with that same fractured collarbone and I just wasn't hitting because it happened in the first OMHA game. I just wasn't hitting. So I had to keep avoiding yeah. hitting with this one shoulder. 
And then right after the tournament, I got x-rays and they're like, yeah, it's fractured on the inside of the bone. Your bone mm. honeycomb cereal on the inside. Oh, of yeah. Well, so everything on the inside of that was basically crushed. So if I took a hit, it was probably going to fully snap. Oh, man. So doing everything I could to avoid it and then resting it for the two weeks I had before OHFs helped as well. And then, uh, yeah, it wasn't too bad. I don't remember being like crazy bad. But yeah. Well, I, it's, it's, it sucks like uh, sitting on the sidelines when, like when you're hurt and you're watching your team in like yeah. those big games too. It just feels weird watching your own team play. I even yeah. felt that way like when I was in Vermont or one time I was scratched for a game in Coburg like to rest me before playoffs or something. And uh, like I just every time I wouldn't like it and just feel weird. Like I yeah. would rather just honestly not go to the game if that's the case. I'd rather yeah, right. play in the game or I'm not going to go. That's just how it felt to me. But yeah. Do you play any hockey right now? Yeah, we do. Uh, we have a, a little arena like two minutes down the street from here. Uh, it's like a keen beer league I go into. So I do yeah. that. One. Um, do you just destroy everyone? Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, humble. humble. Last year the first year, and we were on like the worst team. Um, I when I play, I don't play like full out or anything. Like I know that's not fun for guys or like people playing against me, let alone the people on my team. So I kind of just will float around, skate hard, do some little defensive plays first, and then if the opportunity comes, then maybe I'll shoot or stick out. But I'll try to pass first, probably. Um, yeah. But this year we have the best goalie and yeah. we're not happy about it because I'm arguably the best player in the league. And now they have the best goalie. Mm. It's such <laughs> a big thing for beer league. Like if you have a good goalie, that's it. That's all yeah. you really need. So <laughs> people aren't very happy about it, but our coach is like just learning to play hockey. It's his second year on skates. Apparently. What? <laughs> It's honestly, oh my god! No, honestly, that's that's cool though, man. Because good for him. Of, good for tons him. of kids never got the chance growing up because hockey's so expensive. And then you become an adult, and you want to play. Like, yeah, you know, that's well, dad was great with that. He would build a rink for me in my backyard all the time when I was a kid. And he never skated, but like he learned to skate when I was learning to skate. And you could, if you watched my dad skate, like you could tell he probably didn't play hockey. Like it's just the yeah. coordination of it's a little bit off and all that stuff but yeah he was very me and my mom too were both very supportive of what i was doing they would always ask just to make sure like are you actually enjoying it that was the one yeah that's asking. so important um, yeah and i remember calling my dad in michigan like at the very end of it and like my voice breaking and just being like yeah i'm done like i'm not enjoying this yeah you like, know internally yeah you know. Yeah, he immediately was just like, all right, well, we'll plan to come get you home. And basically, that was the whole thing. As long as you were enjoying it, they had no issue mm-hmm. helping and sacrificing or whatever I was doing. But as soon as I wasn't enjoying it, then I had it's not to- worth it. Yeah. yeah. So. Do, do you play? Uh, you said, is it the arena in Peterborough that you play with for in the beer league? Uh, it's not that Peterborough arena. There's one in Keene here. This is like a little town. Oh, I think I know. Is it like a really small arena? Time. Okay, I watched my buddies play beer league there time. before. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, yeah, I've been in that arena. Yeah, okay. I was just wondering if which one it was, but it's like a really small one, like in the middle of nowhere, kind of. Okay, yeah, okay. So my house is like right. That's actually a town. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah, two people, 
or yeah. something. Yeah, it's it's peaceful out here for sure. I kind of like it, but oh no, yeah, for sure. Like my my buddy, he was staying in Duro Dummer, and yeah, like, yeah, he, yeah, he stayed. He we played like pond hockey on the the lake and everything like that, and it was pretty yeah, we, sick. Uh, Rice Lake is literally just like you can see it from oh yeah trees, and it leads through a ton of the river. Yep, and there's houses right along it. And this one house just down the hill makes a perfectly like flooded rink. Oh, really? Um, okay, yeah. So we'll be down there all winter long skating in there. Man. It's great. So. No, I'll, I'll definitely let you know the next time I'm in Peterborough because uh, I have a buddy that lives there. So yeah, he, uh, he has a cottage on Stony Lake. So uh, okay. I'm there quite a bit sometimes. I might be there. Like in a few weekends, I'm from Burlington, but, man. I always yeah. feel so left out of these north of Toronto conversations. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're Durham boys. We're Durham I'm guys. Like, there's just people from Toronto or like just outside of it that weren't coming towards us. Just felt like it wasn't possible to hang out with them because they're from all the way in Toronto. I don't know yeah. what it was, but I would never end up flying or ripping out to Toronto to see somebody. But it's the drive. The drive is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, it's the people in Toronto. Oh yeah. Like, Damn, like drivers or just oh. my parents were always big on like respect being respectful and stuff like that so when i see people yeah. being like rude it's just really bugs me so oh yeah for sure yeah. i go to school in etobicoke and i had to yeah. I have to drive there and it's like it's a different playing field there it yeah. is it's like like i'm like like you said I, like i'm i'm pretty respectful but then you see people like cutting you off giving the finger honking at you i'm like man i'm not used to this yeah <laughs> It gets it worked up so fast. Oh yeah, you for give sure. credit to the people there that can keep their cool. I don't know. Yeah, Burlington, it's it's just you know you're doing the speed limit or ten over, and you know it's city roads, so you don't want to go like super fast, and then some idiot behind you in a Porsche gets right up, <laughs> up like gets right up on you. His it's Maserati. Like, you, it's like, what do you <laughs> want me to do, man? Like, what do you want me to do? I don't. No, that's the it, Burlington driving experience. It's like when you're in the fast lane and you're going, you're already going maybe like. A little over the speed limit and there's these guys that are going like maybe 180 and you're like holy like yeah. how are you going that fast like I, I thought i was going fast so yeah, yeah no, i know what you mean oh god <laughs> a different breed in my opinion definitely it's, man jamie jamie is a different breed oh, oh i know oh i know don't worry <laughs> i know i've been in the car i've been jamie, in the car you were in the car when it happened no oh, oh no no I, i've been in the car when he's driving Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a time we were driving in the winter time to go to Coburg for a practice. Yeah. This is probably one of the best. Oh, he's, I think he's told me this story. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we're driving and my dad says he called me or something. He's like, yeah, be careful on the 401. It's, it was pretty windy and snowy. Like the roads mm-hmm. weren't very good. So me and Jamie, of course, we called that little Pontiac, the blue missile. That's oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we were driving in the blue missile and we're talking and I'm looking at this car in front of us and I'm just watching it go oh, like off the veering to the shoulder. I'm like, I finally say to Jamie, sorry, because I interrupted him. I'm like, look at this idiot driving. Like he can't yeah. drive straight. And right as I finish that sentence, all you see is whoop, bang. And he hits reverse and just flies into this ditch, like right across. Jeez. And we have a video on my Snapchat memory saved. There's no sound because I was on aux, so you can't hear any volume. Yeah. But it's just me and Jamie like freaking out and going, because we just watched this guy <laughs> fly across the street. And I remember just calling my dad and being like, yeah, we just saw somebody right off this uh, Bowmanville Avenue exit. Just basically go right in the ditch. So, And he was at work at the fire hall. So I was like, you might want to head out there. 
And he goes, oh. all right, I'm good. <laughs> so, That's so that, that was weird. I, yeah. He would have his own driving interests. He would fly over things. Apparently, oh, he worked before I even got to Coburg. Like, I heard stories of him going over curbs sometimes just to, because he was always late. That was the thing. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. No, he yeah. Was late. Like, he would yeah. cut down the time by a lot. Like, yeah. let's just say yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> We'd have competitions of who could make it the quickest to Coburg. I remember one time in my dad's truck, we got there in like 15 minutes, which was just absurd how we never <laughs> got caught doing something like that. But uh, yeah, we'd do that all the time. And Jamie, did you ever hear about Jamie when he was talking to Bowling Green when he did? I think it was Bowling Green. No. They asked him to send like a transcript or some type of document to yeah. them so that they could look at it. And he accidentally sent them like a car crash ticket or like a driving ticket basically. Oh, <laughs> he had instead in the school just emails back and it's like, hey, uh, yeah, this is not like what we want. Oh, imagine. <laughs> or I think Jamie noticed that he sent that or something. He's like, Whoa, like, oh, shit. Sorry. Yeah. oh, man, that's too funny. Man, he's a character, eh? He's yeah, he's definitely <laughs> the best thing. The thing he'll probably say is I've been good at I'll get him worked up and I like getting people worked up and just mm. turn back and forth and back and forth because I'm taking it as a joke and he's actually getting wired. <laughs> and you can get Jamie wired oh, yeah. if you're arguing with him. So yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. How much time we got, Jake? What do we got? Uh, I don't even know. I wasn't even timing. I, I didn't see either. I mean, it's 1.30. Uh, I guess we I can edit here. We started, I think, at like 12.45-ish. So Okay. Uh, yeah, before we go, uh, do you uh, do you have any uh, a prediction for, for who's winning this year? Or who do you think is going to underachieve, overachieve in the NHL? Oh. What, what, do you think of the, what do you think of the Leafs? Chicago's, Chicago's winning, right? <laughs> I don't think you got it. I'm a realist as much as I'm a fan. I am yeah. a um, I don't see the Leafs ever getting it done for a while, especially they've kind of just crumbled themselves again. I don't know. They seem to just get this great uh, man. They're putting they're putting Marner on defense now, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> people are getting mad at Marner being defense, but like what else are you supposed to do? He think, is super honestly foul and it works. Like I've trained with them before like three oh, have you yeah with three zones. oh three zones yeah yeah i've done three zones yeah <laughs> we would skate sometimes and then like not as if i would ever go against him he'd lighten yeah. up but like oh, yeah. i'd watch him and he's double good like and he's very good at transitioning which is good for defense mm. so i think he can be good at that position the problem is is if he gets too uh too puck hungry and wants to mm-hmm. choke in and then he's not even playing defense yeah, and then you got one guy back. Yeah. But I, I thought of it like I feel like he's a good playmaker. And he, when you get those stretch passes from a defenseman, it right. like sets up so many goals. He's good at that. He's, yeah. The, th- the guy we had, Rob DeVoe, that's the guy that runs three zones. He yeah, yeah so I remember Rob. On passing. If yeah, you I have a story about pass, Rob. You would grab your stick and throw it like over. We oh, were, I, I was. I, I have stories like, sorry to cut you off, but I have a story where I was holding my stick the wrong way. And he took it away until I yeah. could earn it back. Yeah. yeah. Like, he can't. So he'd make everybody stand, line up. Like, if it's not the right height, like, you'd be like, toss it. Yeah. That's literally what he would do. It was boot camp, man. It was boot yeah. camp. It was funny. I remember yeah. with our private sessions, he'd come up to me and just go, 
bang and cross check. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh yeah, like, I've, I've been, so I've been hit by him before. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you gotta protect yourself. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, he was a great coach. Oh, I he was good doing that. Cam did that with me. Jamie did it a little bit too, I think. But a lot of guys, yeah. I loved uh, doing that stuff. That Honestly, awesome. three zones really like at the time I was like, what the hell is this? But it prepared me for like hockey a lot. Three it was good. Camp. I went and I remember even for high school when I had to do my uh, volunteer hours, that's where I went. I just did. Yeah. The and I that's just awesome. Kids. And even still as an instructor, like, and I remember being the kid watching it, the instructors even nip at each other. And like, if one falls, like they have to, I remember, doing like a practice drill or something and i didn't do show it right mm-hmm. and i pay like 10 bucks because it was like a fine within like the instructors for not doing really? it all right and oh yeah if guys fell and they'd have bets throughout the year and stuff like that so it was always a lot of fun yeah i really that's crazy part of hockey that was great i'm glad i got you to do three times it sucked like that. yeah it's a good camp i love I, that brings back memories um you hear kids hate it I've heard so many people say, I hate oh, yeah. that. I, I didn't like I did it. at the time, but now I look back at it. I'm like, you know what? It really did help me. Yeah, It did. It made me a better hockey player yeah. at the end of the day. But uh, that's that's awesome. Um, does, who, like, did you say who you thought he was going to win? I could probably couldn't make a guess as who was going to win. I'd like to see Vegas win. I just want to see them win. I really That'd like be cool. Them. Yeah. I think the team they have right now is just really funny. It's kind of reminds it's me so of, funny like jack i yeah. this kind of seems like <laughs> complete dough head from what yeah. i phil kessel is just classic <laughs> i love those edits they do of phil kessel as like a trucker when he got that hat trick and they edited <laughs> three pucks into tins he's like well, here we're celebrating this week's truck driver of the year or whatever oh my <laughs> I think I'd like to see Vegas win if I had to make a guess. I like, I'm interested to watch Ottawa. Yeah. Um, New Jersey has gotten a little bit better. I think they could be good soon. Carolina's always good, but I've just never ended up watching them. Yeah, they are. And uh, there's one other one I can't think of right now. The Rangers could be good this year, too, actually. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, there's a lot. I'm I'm really liking how. And this is my favorite thing about hockey is that there's it's starting that cycle again where newer teams are starting to become the big dogs again. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I like that. I like that a lot. Hockey always has that. And I find I just basketball doesn't really football. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. It seems a little more even, but there's so many injuries in football that players yeah. play for like five years and they're done. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think there's any rookies that are going to stand out this year? if what's it if mctavish doesn't then it's just yeah that's what i was thinking that's again the pressure thing like imagine being that guy going into a season where everybody's literally expecting you to be like this insane everybody this is the thing i said to somebody the other day every year that the first round pick goes it's oh my god it's a new Sidney crosby oh my god Mm -hmm. mcdavid none of those guys are going to be those person like that and it's just whether or not I am. And I think that gets in their head. And then that's why you see so many first rounders go and then just disappear because they're so caught up in this hype that they're supposed to live up to, which was never even the expectation at the first point. No. So 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel bad for those guys, but I I want to see uh, Zegras more this year. Zegras mm-hmm. getting real hot near the end of the season with all the shit he was trying. And... He annoys me to no end. <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> just him. Just uh, I can't hot. listen to him talk for more than thirty <laughs> seconds before I want to punch my monitor. I just like I can't yeah. listen to him. <laughs> he has so he does annoying. Have classic hockey douchebag voice. Like, yeah. Oh my. God. But it's American. Yeah. Yeah. He's got yeah. an American version of this douchey hockey voice. And it's like, Trevor, <laughs> just shut up, man. Like, you guys want to watch me do the worm? It's like, I, nobody <laughs> does, dude. Like, oh, my God. Uh, and I want to see Bunting this year, too. I know. Oh, had, yeah. I know he had a good year last year. I'm interested to see if that was just a random fluke. Um, yep. Everyone's saying that, yeah. Or if it's just he's a solid player, so. Do you play fantasy hockey? I did. I'm not doing it this year just because my paramedics are so busy. Like, I, I literally mm-hmm. have no time. I'm doing schoolwork or going from here to there, work or whatever I can. Well, yeah. Some some idiot in our league. I think I think that guy who offered up that trade originally, Jake, has quit because mm-hmm. I don't see his rank anymore. Oh, some really? guy was like, some guy, some guy drafts Crosby, and after the draft, he goes, it's a random guy. We don't know him. And he's like, does anybody want Crosby? And I'm like, why? And he's like, I don't like him. And I'm like, okay. And so I know he got offered like Kuznetsov or something, but then this trade comes through where he's giving this guy Crosby, Kaprizov, for Pasternak and Taylor Hall. I wouldn't, and this sounds really mean, but I don't think Sidney Crosby is that good anymore. Like he gets steady points and he's a good player to have a game. Yeah, I totally get that and why you would draft him or want him. But I think he probably shouldn't go for that much. I think you could trade him for like a really low amount. Yeah, I mean Crosby, like I guess he's that's with age, right? Bunting was almost a point for like per yeah. game almost. And he's like way low in salary cap, but it's just the name. I don't know. No, I, you're right. I, I don't know. It was the fact that he included Kaprizov in there for a trade for Taylor Hall and David Pasternak. So the, I think the whole league vetoed it down, and I think the guy quit. I think once his <laughs> trade got vetoed down, he quit. He's <laughs> like, see yeah. you later. So we got it, we got an available team if anybody wants to take over management. So yeah. it's got Crosby and Kaprizov. I, Pretty solid. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that, you know, it was good talking to you, right? Like, honestly, we had a pretty good conversation. Um, heard some funny stories about Jamie and honestly yourself too. Like I learned a lot about you and there's some stories I didn't know about you. I like, I, I thought you just went to Vermont. I didn't know that you had an, like you got drafted by the OHL. That's new for me to know. And you really know, cool perspective, really, yeah. really real perspective of, of the system too. For sure. Like, like the mental health aspect as well, where like we don't really hear from a lot of people um, when they come talk to us, but uh, that's great to hear that, you know, um, you're doing well with firefighting as well. That's pretty awesome. You know, getting into that field and that you're still, you're still playing some, uh, some beer league. Yeah, and, I'm sure to mix it up and get in there for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like that's something I could do. I would never just totally quit hockey no yeah that i had to get out of it it was just more so doing it way more lighthearted. yeah professional kind of sure yeah wasn't an extra stressor on my life Mm -hmm. and that's what it became which i didn't need so it's it's supposed to be a stress reliever right it's not stress yeah and it's great with firefighting because firefighting is just like walking into a room with hockey guys i can imagine yeah it's like a locker room right yeah very very funny like we'll go on calls and you know we're supposed to be serious which we are when we're doing business and having to get down and dirty with the stuff we need to do yeah. as soon as 
like things are over and we're clear or we're just in the truck with ourselves we make sure to keep it lighthearted because it's such a serious job especially oh, yeah. we've had some very serious serious calls in the last couple of months that have taken people out of service for a little bit like wow. we started we yeah. have like a peer support group now so but everybody's always there for each other which is great so that's good i, I really feel like it's still more like i'm in a hockey room like it's not really as if i totally changed anything because i'm still Mm-hmm. It just feels like the same atmosphere, I guess, is the best way. To well, I feel it. I feel like the things you learn from hockey, honestly, you can transfer over to this stuff too, oh, as well. Exactly, they say the exact same things. Like always, we always work in teams. Teamwork yep. is always the best thing. Communication, same with on the ice. Communication. It's really funny, actually, how much similarities there yeah. are. Yeah. Stuff, but yeah. Well, that's that's awesome, really cool. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Well, thank you for coming on. We really enjoyed uh, your time here and uh, out of your busy schedule and. Uh, you know, we hope to maybe get you on the podcast again. Maybe with Jamie, we can get you on a podcast with. Oh, dude, yeah, I'd podcast. love to have both of them on. I would love for both of <laughs> you guys to come on and just sure. and just go back and forth. I would de- love that. We'll definitely set that up because that'd I'd be a, up like a little lie or something and watch how much it would tweak them. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we need yeah. to do Yeah, that would yeah. be too funny. Oh, my God. I want to see him get going, honestly. I haven't really seen that myself. I, like I always know Jamie is like and, relaxed. Yeah, our buddy Liam is the best at it because <laughs> Liam just has like the perfect voice that seems to annoy Bert. I guess I don't know, but they they go at it like they'll scream at oh, each yeah. other, and I'll finally just be like, "Shut up!" Like I'm yeah. something here like, annoying yeah. yelling at each other. But they're yeah, great guys, great guys. That's awesome. Yeah. We'll definitely get you back on, man. Really appreciate <laughs> yeah, sure. it. Yeah, we we can drop. Um, I'll probably this will probably get uploaded to YouTube, so I can uh, I'll drop like your Instagram in the description of the video, so people can yeah. help you follow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me, you guys. It's fun. Yeah, thanks for coming, man.